Hi everyone, welcome to the Cloud8 Podcast. My name is May, and today is March 5th, I think. It's either March 5th or March 6th. Uh, The days are kind of flying. (laughs) Um, But it's Saturday, and I got off work a couple hours ago. It was low-key a rough day. Uh, It was just hectic. It's a Saturday at a food-based establishment, (laughs) and it was just kind of crazy and exhausting. But I came home, I had lunch... I did a homework assignment and I took a shower and now I am reading yet another book by Eckhart Tolle called A New Earth. Um, I actually started this book uh, this past May, but at this point in time, or at that point in time rather, I I don't think I was ready for it or at least as ready as I needed to be to understand it. Um, after reading The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, uh, I definitely feel more set up for this book. Regardless of that, though, uh, I just kind of wanted to make a short episode about, uh, the ego, of course, (laughs) but, um, just, okay, so I've realized at least in my last episode, um, after listening to it, I realized that it's so it's so dumb like okay okay the ego is so freaking sneaky so i realized that okay my ego in a way started to die by reading the power of now right like it started to kind of disintegrate because i was becoming more aware of it and how it tended to manifest in my life so for instance uh you know, the example I always use is it takes me out of the present moment and it either puts me in the past or the future. Uh, That is a really big part of the ego. And I became aware of that. And in that way, my ego started to die. And, you know, I eventually became convinced that my ego was dying. And even I think at a point, I, I don't know if I ever really believed that my ego was truly dead because this is really something I I wanted to talk about in my last episode, but it, I just didn't get to it. Um, I really want to say that the ego is neither good nor bad. It just is. You know, it just exists. It It's honestly, it's honestly a part of the human experience. You know, it's, <laughs> you can't really be a functioning human without a brain, without a mind. Uh, the way Eckhart Tolle puts it is the mind is a tool, you know, uh, meant to be used when it's needed. So for instance, in solving a problem or, uh, or really that's it. That's the only thing I can think, you know, um, figuring things out, you know, when, when you have a, when you're presented with a challenge or a problem, you use your mind to assess that problem and figure out how to go about solving the problem. Uh, so it's essential it's really the ego the mind whatever you want to call it is a part of the human experience and if you are developing a resistance or some sort of hatred for the ego that is just more ego (laughs) and it's it's just it's crazy because like I'm realizing that after you know, having read The Power of Now and thinking that my ego was beginning to die, my ego was beginning to create an identity of 
being enlightened. Like, it is so freaking sneaky, bro. It was like, oh, you want to kill me? You want to be like, you want to, <laughs> you want to kill me using the present moment? Okay, boo, I'm just going to make an identity out of <laughs> of you believing you're enlightened. And I'm just going to be an enlightened identity. And through that identity, I'm going to uh, feel a sense of superiority and a sense of rightness and therefore uh, believe that others are wrong for having different opinions, different perspectives, different beliefs, etc., etc. I could feel my ego doing this in my last episode. Uh, Especially, there was a part of my last episode where I was talking about my boyfriend. And this is a topic in and of itself, as I mentioned before. Um, that was really weird. Something across, I don't know if you heard that, something across my room just, like, moved. That was, like, super freaking weird. It's, that has been sitting there for months, and it's never moved, and that just moved. Okay, anyway, um, uh, I was talking about my my boyfriend. Um, as I mentioned in my last episode, he has different beliefs than I do. (laughs) He, like I said, he's, he's Christian. Um, and the past after i'll just say after reading the power of now slowly i could feel a sense of i am right and he is wrong for what he believes in and that's just pure ego pure freaking ego any any time i recognize you know that i feel a sense of superiority or a sense of me only being right even if it's regarding enlightenment or spirituality or anything like that, that is my ego making an identity out of, you know, my spiritual perspective, which I have gained, you know? It's crazy how it manifests in that way. And hold on, let me open this book really quick. Eckhart Tolle was just uh, touching on this idea, and it says, so he was talking about in this book... um, how people use material possessions as a means of adding to their identity. Like, for instance, people use my and mine when referring to the things that they quote-unquote own. So, like, my car, my TV, my phone, um, just really any any possessions that, that you have or you obtain throughout your life, you tend to say my this, my that, and, and you know, that's just just the way of speaking also but at the same time uh by saying like for instance saying my car my car adds a sense of identity to me and when i i have the thought in my head you know my car when when i really sit with that i begin to realize that when i say my car that gives me a sense of superiority because it's a car i mean you know, according to the mind, you know, a car is a possession that is, it's expensive. Uh, and it's, it's a, a possession that, I mean, it, it, it helps me get to and from places. And in that way, it makes me quote unquote superior, uh, to those who don't have a car. And I'm not sitting like, okay, I just want to say this is the ego speaking, you know, like obviously, my being, who I am, the awareness within me does not believe that I am superior to anyone. I I truly deep down, deep within believe that we are all just one. 
we're all just oneness. There is no better or worse, no matter what possessions you have, how much money you make, uh, your accomplishments, none of that matters really deep down. And none of that really deep down contributes to who you are because who you are is just awareness. And that cannot be better nor worse than anyone else's awareness. Everything that your ego makes into your identity, being your achievements, your possessions, your beliefs, your opinions, you know, any, anything and everything is just another way of the ego to form an identity and to mask who you really are. There was something I was about to say. I'm trying to remember. Well, I was talking about Eckhart Tolle and his uh, perspective on possessions and how, like I said, people use possessions as a means to adding to their identity. Uh, So he says here, um, let me see. The simple but profound joy of being that is there when you let go of identification and so oh i'm reading the wrong part excuse me he's saying that renouncing all possessions has been an ancient spiritual practice in both east and west renunciation of possessions however will not automatically free you of the ego it will attempt to ensure its survival by finding something else to identify with for example a mental image of yourself as someone who has transcended all interest in material possessions and is therefore superior is more spiritual than others um i felt personally caught out <laughs> not really but when i read that it was it was really confirmation of the the feelings that i've been feeling recently because like I said, I've been noticing that after reading The Power of Now and and uh, becoming more enlightened, and like I said, diminishing my ego in that way, my ego found or it saw that as an opportunity to create yet another identity so that it didn't have to die. And that identity being, I am spiritual and I believe such and such and such and such therefore i am more spiritual than others therefore i hold the ultimate truth and therefore i am superior to others and if others don't believe the same thing that i believe then they are wrong and i am right point blank period that's ego girl come on now (laughs) that is the epitome of the ego later on in this book eckhart tolle goes on to say He says, making yourself right and others wrong is one of the principal egoic mind patterns, one of the main forms of unconsciousness. (laughs) In other words, the content of the ego may change. The mind structure that keeps it alive does not. And I think that that is kind of a perfect way to sum up what I've been feeling. And I've been wanting to make an episode talking about the fact that the ego just it, i don't i don't believe that you can ever get rid of the ego i really don't believe i mean i think for some people it might be possible but i don't think that i i don't know if it will be possible to ever exist without having the ego sneak up on you really subtly i think what enlightenment truly is is being aware of when the ego comes up in your life 
and it's kind of an ebb and a flow, a fluctuation of, um, you know, at some points being more identified with your mind and your thoughts and your ego and at others being aware that that identification has yet again taken you over. And I think that that fluctuation, you know, the the duration of of those periods will begin to become shorter if that makes sense so for instance you know before before my awakening i had obviously been identified with my mind almost 100% of the time i mean there might have been very few like there might have been moments very few and far between where i was able to be present but i didn't understand what that meant to be present i just kind of would be like you know, I think as a kid, I would used to have these thoughts like, what would it be like to just not think ever? (laughs) And I would try it and then end up thinking again, of course, and be like, oh, this just isn't possible. It's just not, it's, it's not possible to not think all the time. Like, it's just the nature of being alive, you know? And, um, uh, I think with, with that, that's a perfect example of, you know, what I'm saying is, (sighs) you know, for, God, 20 years I was just constantly identified with thinking and now that I'm aware that I am not thinking I am not my mind I am not my thoughts that doesn't necessarily mean that I don't think I I think a lot <laughs> actually I think a lot I especially think at work because I find work to or at least my ego finds work to be an unsatisfactory present moment when I'm at work you know it doesn't want to be there it's counting down the milliseconds until I can go home and it's just wanting to get to the next moment it's wanting to constantly get to the next moment it's never wanting to be present and um, the more I am able to recognize that and become aware of that at work especially but throughout my whole life that is the fluctuation. You know, there are going to be times where I'm caught up in thinking, I'm caught in thought loops and seemingly unable to stop thinking. But when I recognize that, in fact, I am able to stop thinking and bring my awareness and attention into the present moment, into my body and and see what is around me, use my senses to ground me and bring me back, that is the fluctuation. And that is you know, recognizing the ego and recognizing when it takes you over. And at the same time, not being angry, not being upset that it took you over yet again, it's accepting that. And it's not resisting the fact that the ego exists. The ego is. It just is, you know. You can't get rid of it. You can't erase it. You can't, you know. It it, it just is. And... Accepting that is a really big part of of awareness and enlightenment. It's, it's very important to recognize when you get caught in thought loops. But like I said, don't attach any judgments or emotions, you know? When you notice yourself being caught in thought... And I struggle with this. Like, for instance, like if I'm showering. Showering, it's like the perfect place to think, you know? You're just you're doing your thing and your your mind just kind of wants to wander and think about the past or the future or, or whatever whatever you want to think about or your mind wants to think about <laughs> and i notice that when i when i tend to get in these thought loops when i'm showering or doing some mindless activity 
I feel an emotion come up and I feel judgments come up and my mind even starts to judge it. Like not me, not my being. Obviously my being isn't capable of judging. My being just is. It just exists, you know? Uh, I begin to notice that I'm like, God, I, I, I got caught in the thought loop again. I'm caught, I'm identified with my mind yet again. And that is resistance. And that is ego, you know? Oh, it's just the ego sneaks up in the most unexpected ways and I'm learning how to not be angry at that or angry at myself or upset because it's it can be frustrating you know when you you kind of have this goal where it's like I just want to be present with my life I don't want to waste my life away by constantly incessantly thinking about things that aren't even happening in the in the current moment you know it can be frustrating but like I said, I, I really believe part of the experience is not resisting the ego. I think the more you tend to despise the ego and think of it as your enemy and think of it as this bad thing that you need to get rid of in your life and just completely wipe away, that's just, I don't think that's the way to go about it. I think that that is ego. I think it's just, God, it's it's like a constant loop. I don't know how else to describe it. It's just, it sneaks up on you when when you think you've escaped it it sneaks up on you yet again. And I think I think what I'm learning is that resisting it is is causing it maybe. I I don't really I don't really know. <laughs> but I know that it's important not to resist it and to just accept when it comes up, when it takes over, that's okay. Just bring your awareness back to the present moment bring your awareness back to your body and realize that you are not that string of thoughts you are the one who is able to break that string of thoughts and bring yourself back that's crazy you know <laughs> it's crazy my ego's sitting here trying to make this identity out of me being spiritual out of me now being enlightened and then therefore causing me to be more unconscious you know it's crazy. But like I said, I think it's always going to be sneaking up like that. And it's a matter of being aware of that. And that is enlightenment. <laughs> I definitely want to talk more about feeling right and others being wrong. Because that is something that I really struggle with. Especially when it comes to very strict like religious beliefs um i just it, i i think having been raised catholic and now seeing both sides of it you know what i'm saying like i know what it was like to be catholic and now i know what it's like to be spiritual and uh, uh enlightened i guess awakened um and it's like my ego wants to make an identity out of you know God, can't people see awareness is the right way? How could they how could they believe in such and such a thing? How could they believe that? How could they think that that's right? How could they think that that's truth when clearly I am right and clearly awareness is the way to go? Obviously, like oh my goodness gracious, it's crazy, man. This ego. <laughs> but that's the thing, you know, you got to laugh it off. You got to just accept it as it is. And when you accept it, that is kind of when it dissolves, you know, because I'm honestly talking from a place right now and I like I can, obviously I can feel my ego creeping up and 
and whatever else, but I honestly think that this is the most present I've been in recording a podcast episode. I'll just say, I don't want to be a person who thinks that I'm right and superior above other people. I don't want to be that type of person. That's not who I am. That's not what I resonate with. And I know that when other people have that perspective towards me, I don't find that appealing. I I don't find that cute, (laughs) you know? Like, that's not cool. Everyone's entitled to their own beliefs and opinions. Um, The way I see it is just, you know... Like I, I mentioned in my first episode, everyone has their, their truth. And my truth is that I believe the awareness that is within me is the same as the awareness within every other person on this planet. All How many pe- billion people are on this planet now? Eight billion? Something like that. All eight billion people are the awareness that I am. And we are not different And I think that recognizing that awareness within others and holding space for others, if they, if, if they don't recognize that awareness, holding that space for them and accepting them as they are is love and not judging them for, for whatever they believe or whatever they've been through or whatever identity they take on or believe that they are. You know, if they don't if they don't hold the same perspective as me that everyone is being and everyone is awareness and everyone comes from the same oneness, the same source, if someone else doesn't believe that, who am I to judge them? Who am I to sit here and say, you're wrong and I'm right? That doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> you know, it doesn't even make sense. That's coming from my being, dude. Like, that just doesn't make sense. You know, I, I'm si- I'm I'm such a person, you know, where like love is the answer, you know, super hippie stuff, you know. <laughs> Why? Who am I to hate on someone for what they believe? That's someone, it, according to to my perspective, is the same being as me. So I'm gonna hate myself for for believing something that. Hey, man, this is getting too complicated. No, not really, but <laughs> but. It's crazy to think about in that way. And as I mentioned in my first episode, you know, some people just need to be told how to live their life and and go about it the way they do. And and that's necessary. I think I think everything exactly the way it is on this planet right now, not even just people, everything, every situation is exactly the way it needs to be right now. And I know that there's a lot of tense stuff going on in the world right now and and it's it's really painful, you know, and I've, I've been feeling that pain. I've been feeling that anxiety of the collective and it's hard. It's really heavy shit, you know, but ultimately I think everything exists the exact way that it needs to. And that includes people who, who, you know, display unconscious behaviors, including identifying with thought. I think that that's really necessary And I think every single day, more and more people are waking up and becoming aware of this idea that maybe we are all connected. Maybe we all are source. But even as much as I, deep within my being, know this to be true, believe this to be true, maybe I am wrong, you know? Maybe, maybe I am wrong. Who who am I to to say? Who am I to know? I just know that 
or I, I feel within myself that I am being. And I have these moments of, of deep connection and profound, you know, insight into what this is. But that's just, you know, kind of my subjective experience. You know, sometimes I'm sitting in a room and I'm just looking at the things around me like a bookshelf or a, a chair. And it's like I can feel the essence of the chair or the bookshelf or the TV. I can feel its essence. And and it's like it's like a I don't even know how to explain it. It's almost like we're t- we're tuned to the same radio station and I can just feel the essence of this TV and it feels like love. It's I I know oh my god, like I feel like I I sound crazy, but it's just a feeling. I don't know how to explain it other than that. Like I was sitting in my room the other day and it's just I just had a profound sense that everything is its essence. Like I don't know I didn't know how else to put it into words. I don't think it can be put into words. It's just a feeling, you know, and it's it's so deep and profound and it's like I'm looking at a fan, you know, like a, what's it, like a ceiling fan and, and I can just feel its essence radiating out and I can feel the love that it emits and I can feel the source that, that it comes from and I can feel the source that I come from and that I am and that the, the source that I have within me is no different than the source that that fan is, you know, and it sounds crazy when you put it into words like that, but it's like if you don't if you've never felt the feeling i feel like you might not understand quite what i'm expressing here but i just i don't know how to put it other than that it's just everything is its essence when i look at a plant when i look at a lamp a water bottle the carpet the walls everything around me is just emitting just a a love you know from the essence of its being i, I don't know how else to put it <laughs> And it's crazy. But I, you know, it's it's moments like that where I really do believe that we truly, everything, every single thing is just a manifested form of, of source consciousness. It's like almost source consciousness just, just has over time and space manifested into more and more form, whatever that might be, you know, all the planets, all the all the galaxies, the just oh my god, it's just it's it's it, my I'm I'm sitting here like stumbling because like my mind can't even begin to grasp the the insane complexity of that. You know, only the the inner awareness of my being can feel that. It it can't it can't be understood. You know, at least that's how I feel about it. It's it's not something that can be understood by the mind. And getting into a kind of another topic, I feel like that's a lot of the time where science goes wrong because science is just, it's only empirically based and it's only, you know, to be understood by the mind. It's physical. It's solely physical. I mean, that's all. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, I feel like a lot of the time that's where science is, is missing that key element that not everything is physical. Not everything is empirical. Like, science, I feel like, has the belief it's like, if it can't be tangibly held, it doesn't exist. Really? Well, okay. If it, that's not it. If it can't be measured, it doesn't exist. 
however it's measured, you know, things are measured in various ways with various instruments, but, you know, science kind of holds that core belief if it can't be measured, it doesn't exist, it's not real. And I don't believe that to be true. How can we say that? I, you know, I was thinking about it the other day too. How can we even know that what our senses are interpreting 24 hours a day, seven days a week, how can we know that, you know, how can I know that what I'm looking at right now is really what is? How can I know that? Like I, I'm, I'm sitting in, in my living space right now looking at a, a blank television. How can I know that that TV really is as it presents itself to be in, like, as, in form? <laughs> and how do I know that my eyes interpreting this thing aren't so limited to only understanding it to be as it's only presenting itself to be to my eyes like I I know that god I'm all I'm all over the place but it's like I don't know how to put it into words you know really what I'm getting at is how can I know that what I'm looking at is real how can I know that what I hear is real or really is not something else that's just that my physical form cannot be even begin to comprehend with my brain I feel like we are so our brains are so like as powerful as our brains are as amazing as our brains are they are limited they can't know it's it, i feel like we're not our brains are not designed to know the full extent of what reality is we can only understand form as it's presented to us and i think that that's so so often why our egos you know take this identification of our form, our being, you know, you know, me as, as May, I have brown hair, green eyes, um, and all my, all my, my physical possessions and my physical job. Like, that's why I think the ego attaches itself to these physical things and makes an identity out of it because it's natural for our brains to only try to understand the physical form. But that's not necessarily all there is. Just because that's what we see and and perceive does not mean that that's only what's there. How can we know if, if that's all our brains can interpret? I just think that that's an interesting perspective and it's something that I've kind of been sitting with the past few weeks. And it's, it, it, you know, at times can send me into some sort of existential uh, <laughs> crisis, I guess. But I, at the same time, that's almost exciting. You know, it's exciting to think that this TV that I'm looking at right now might not really be that. I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to, like, it's my mind can't grasp that. It's not possible for my mind to grasp the fact that a lamp might not be a lamp in physical form. Or or it's only a lamp in physical form, but in other dimensions or in other ways of being it takes different form I don't know it's like that's the thing is is I don't think even language can begin to express the profoundness that is beyond the mind and the brain it's just we are very limited and I think I think being open to that is is kind of important you know if if you're just kind of accepting your reality for how you're perceiving it day in and day out, that's okay. 
but maybe just being open to the to the concept or idea that there is so much more than what we can perceive it's crazy our minds can't really grasp it i i how can i imagine something that is not form how can i visualize something that is not in a in a physical state of form how can i imagine myself how can i like it's just crazy you know like a perfect example is how humans conceptualize death in movies and tv especially if you've ever seen the good place it's a perfect example the good place uh is basically about a show where people die pretty much and when people die they are they are their same form after death they are their body they are their personality they are their beliefs they're they're everything they're the same as they were when they were on the physical earth and i think that that is a really good example of how humans can't even begin to conceptualize something that is beyond form when i think of you know even when when anybody thinks of themselves dying they can't imagine what they are the awareness and being that they are without a physical form without their personalities without their identities without their bodies what would i be if i'm not a physical thing like i can't visualize something that is not a thing you get what i mean like that's just so mind blowing you my mind can't understand that and i think I think that that's a really cool perspective to consider, you know, like, there's more than this, maybe, <laughs> probably, I mean, from from what I feel within myself, I really, truly do believe that there is way more, way more, just, I can't even, you know, I can't even begin to fathom what, what that is, as Eckhart Tolle always says, I know I'd be talking about Eckhart Tolle a lot he's just he's my man like he I just he resonates with me I get him and he he kind of just woke me up to this idea you know um I don't even remember what I was about to say he says um I don't remember but um (sighs) physical form is is it's very limited from my perspective and I, I just think that that's a really interesting uh concept to consider i don't even know how i got here i know i was talking about the ego and physical possessions and just the ego just will find any way it can to latch on to a new identity once you've done away with a, an old identity that you've you know had your whole life the ego will find yet another way to identify and take you over without you even being aware of it but once you become aware of it is is when you are then again in tune with your being and your awareness that you truly are so i i will just say a word of advice if you are battling this ego stop battling it <laughs> as hard as that might be it's kind of like your ego is trying to battle itself the ego always wants an enemy and and that's really interesting to think about you know that's why a lot of people that's why literally people me included <laughs> you know have this whole right and wrong debate you know there's geez the the political climate in at least in the united states with the the left and the right and the hot and the cold and the right and the wrong it's just that is just ego battling ego so i'll say if you're battling your ego stop trying to battle it accept it don't resist it and i think that is when your awareness and your being truly comes through and 
it's really important not to label and judge when when your mind and your ego take you over. It's okay for that to happen. Your ego is not bad. And I think the way I've been talking about the ego in my past episodes, I've been saying, you know, the ego is bad and making it out to be this bad enemy. The ego is not your enemy. It just is. The ego just is. And the more you become aware of when it, it, it starts to come up, the more awareness you hold within yourself and the more you identify with the true being that you are within and without. I think uh, I've, been, I've been really wanting to talk about that lately because like I said, I've just been, I've been becoming slowly aware of the fact that my ego is latching on to this new identity of spirituality and I'm so cool and I'm so you know, superior to those who aren't spiritual. That is not the case at all. That is not the case at all. That is just really, you know, I'm, I was, see, that's my ego again. I was about to label it. I was going to say that's really hateful, which, I mean, it, it, I mean, it, it is when you think, when you really think about it, but I don't want to, I don't want to judge that. I don't want to label that. I just, it just is, it was, and now I'm letting it go and I'm becoming awareness, and I'm bringing myself back to the present moment and saying, I am not better than anyone. I am not worse than anyone. I am. I am. And everyone else is too. <laughs> um, I don't think I have much else to say here. I just, I really, um, this, this uh, reading that I've been doing here, I just, it inspired me really quickly to record this episode here, and I hope you got something out of it. I hope um, I kind of cleared that up for myself and for everyone else because uh I was very much identifying with that new enlightenment <laughs> that I've been exploring lately and I uh I'm, I'm aware of that now and that's pretty cool so I'm gonna try and go forward every time I notice that my ego begins to latch on to this superiority uh I want to be aware of that so with that, uh, I think I'm going to end this episode here. I hope you, like I said, I hope you got something out of this. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. And like I said, if, if you are struggling with your ego, just be aware of it. It's okay, you know? That's all right. It's part of the human experience. We're allowed to be human. We're allowed to have thoughts. We have brains, you know? It's kind of the nature of the brain. <laughs> We're allowed to have thoughts. It's okay. Just bring your awareness back. And the more you can do that, I think that's that's what's really important is the more you can you can realize that your ego is trying to make more and more identities out of whatever you're experiencing in your life, the more you can bring it all back to your awareness, you know, the better that is. And dare I even say the better that is, it's just that just is, you know, I'll just say allow what is to be. If you're miserable at your job, if you're struggling in life, if you're dealing with whatever you're dealing with it's difficult it's 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 hard at times you know life isn't going to stop being hard just because you're aware of it being difficult you know but the more you're able to bring your awareness back and be present with the emotions that difficult life situations bring up and the thoughts that those tend that your emotions tend to kind of have spiral the more that you can be aware of that the the more i think at peace we might be. I think I touched on that in my first episode, but maybe just from a different angle. I don't know, but just 
yeah, try to be aware of when your ego comes up, but don't judge it and don't, don't add any labels or emotions to it. Just bring it back. Let it be. Let things be as they are. With that, I hope you have a good morning, evening, night, whatever time it is where you are, whenever you're listening. And thank you again for listening. I forgot to say it in my last episode, but if you have any questions or if you want to reach out to me in any way, um, I have added the Ask Me Anything portion to my Spotify if you listen through Spotify. If you don't listen through Spotify, I do have an Instagram, which is cloud8pot. So please follow me there if you don't want to follow. You just you can reach out to me, DM me, do whatever you want to do, check it out, whatever you want to do. <laughs> it's there if you need it, if you want it. I uh, just wanted to put that out there. Uh, so with that, I'm going to close this episode. Um, thank you so, so much for listening. I appreciate it. And I hope you have a good one. <laughs>